Hello, Channel Pros. Welcome to the Channel Journeys Podcast. Thank you for listening. This is your host, Rob Spee. I am a channel chief responsible for a global partner business. I've got a team and a company counting on me to chart the right course. And with Channel Journeys, I get to interview IT channel experts who share real-life stories of what works and what doesn't. They're facing the same challenges we are all facing in building successful partnerships. One of those challenges is gaining executive buy-in. It's a key factor for success, and if you don't have it, you know how painful it can be. How do you get your sales leaders, your leadership team, your CEO on your side to support your partnering efforts? Today's guest, Dave Thompson, is a sales leader and the CRO of Allbound. He has some great advice for us on how to get the buy-in of your sales leaders and other key executives in your firm. What he shares is applicable to many things we face. It will help you get buy-in on your partner strategy. It can help you gain support when you need more resources, like funding to purchase automation tools for the channel. Before we begin, I want to give a big shout-out to Allbound, the sponsor of Channel Journeys. If you're setting up a new partner portal or swapping out an old one, you need to check them out. Allbound is the maker of a world-leading partner portal that vendors rely on to manage their diverse partner ecosystems. That includes managing your dealers and master agents, your VARs and distributors, as well as your alliance partners and system integrators. Allbound is fast and easy to set up, and their user interface makes it really easy on partners to collaborate on co-selling and co-marketing while they're ramping up on training and certifications. So be sure to check them out at allbound.com. Are you ready to gain some executive buy-in? Let's go. Welcome to Channel Journeys, the podcast for channel professionals that will enable and inspire you to create your best channel journey ever. Meet and learn from channel experts who share authentic stories of their channel victories, defeats, and lessons learned along the way. Here's your host, Rob Speed, a channel chief on a never-ending quest for channel knowledge and adventure. Hey, Dave, good afternoon. Welcome to the Channel Journeys podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you, Rob? I am fantastic. It is already September. Can't believe it. Man, we're That's crazy. We're going into Q4 way too fast here coming up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just obviously focused about closing out Q3, but I don't even want to start thinking about Q4. Right now. Oh, I, I know. And 23 planning, right? Oh, yeah. Actually meeting right after this to discuss just that. <laughs> um, yeah, a lot oh, yeah, going on. Happening. Yeah, well, great to have you on the show, Dave. Where are you hunkered down today? So I am a little outside of Atlanta, Georgia. I'm, I'm up north in the Burbs in, in a place called Roswell, Georgia. Yeah, you are a stone's throw away from me then. Yeah, not far at all. Absolutely. We should have just met down like at the, the margarita shop. We could have just chatted there. Could have done that, or we probably could have had this conversation on the golf course, you know? There you go. <laughs> well, I'm pretty lousy golfer, so I'm not sure what kind of conversation it would have been. <laughs> Probably have to do a lot of bleeping out of bad, yeah, bad yeah, yeah. words coming from you. Exactly. Yeah. There'd be a lot of editing. So, <laughs> Dave, you're the CRO at Allbound. I have not had many CROs on the show, and I probably should have a lot more. I had our own Biantra CRO on a panel that we did not too long ago. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. But in the channel, we're always trying to get the support of the CRO from the sales team, from the executive team. So I thought it'd be a really interesting kind of chat with you. You have experience leading sales teams with other companies. Now you're doing it at Allbound. And try to get your perspective of your view and how you see the channel as a CRO and and what we should be doing as channel leaders to gain better support from the sales team and the executive team overall. So where do we start on a topic like this? 
Yeah, I mean, there. That's a great question. There, there are a lot of a lot of different areas to start, but I think what what's pretty unique about me and is that I started. 20 years ago and as a SDR, they didn't even call them SDRs, sales development reps back in the day. I was hired on as a software company as a cold caller. I think that was actually cold caller. on my offer letter to, to date myself. Uh, so I, I, I did that. I, I was a account manager for a long time and was in sales, sales leadership. So I think I'm, I'm bringing a pretty good understanding of being on, on both sides of the, the fence of, of having to garner support from executives to get get buy-in for software or, or, or anything else. And also being a CR over the last five plus years, you know, understanding people coming to me to try and sell me on, on various software or anything else. And I think the best place to start when, when I hear and, and read about executive buy-in, it, it's, a, it's a hot topic. It's an important topic. But what I seem to think and where a lot of people kind of fail is, is starting even before you start kind of selling your technology or buyer, whatever you're trying to sell to your executive team in, it really starts before that. And where I think it starts is is really managing up. Uh, And I think this is something that's talked about from time to time. I I think some people have a, a, aren't sure exactly what it is. It's not managing your manager. It's not challenging your, your, your manager on every decision, but what it really is, is it's really getting to understand your boss and, and what are what is your, your boss or the executive team or, or various executives? What, what are they trying to achieve? Obviously professionally, but if, if you can understand what they're trying to achieve personally, mm-hmm. uh, that, that's always helpful as well. H- how do they like to communicate? You, you want to make sure you're, you're aligning your work style with theirs. How do they like to be presented ideas? So if, if you are coming to them with trying to get them to sign off on X, Y, and Z, how is that best presented? Is, is it a very analytical leader that would love to, do you need to send them a bunch of spreadsheets? Do you need a 20 page PowerPoint? Do you just need to come in with a, a good story? Like who is that, the executive? And what role do you play for that, that executive? So I, I think if you're, if you're trying to get executive buy-in, it's, it's really important to, to start there. And that, that's for anything you do as, as you start to talk about promotions or, or where you want to go, like building and fostering that relationship with your managers. That's an interesting um, place to start, Dave, because you're, yeah. this is why we need more salespeople on the call. Cause you're, you're <laughs> thinking like a seller, you're thinking how, right. and even if, you, if you're, se- if you're selling to an end customer, you would apply the same philosophy and probably as channel chiefs, or we kind of, Hey, this is our channel strategy and I'm going to lay it on them. They're going to love it without even yeah. thinking of those softer issues that you just described. Well, what is the best mode to present it? How does my CRO like to communicate? Have I have I built that connection before I'm even pushing my my channel strategy? Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And then and then so when when you have we were just talking about budgeting and, and goals for for next year and what if your manager just provides you some sort of goals or plan for for 2023? Can can you have a, a conversation about that? What what I find a lot when a lot of when we're talking to our, our customers is that maybe they're head of channel and they're reporting to a CRO that only has the vast majority of their experiences direct. Mm-hmm. So what I find is a lot of the heads of channel that we talk to, when they have that sort of manager, they, they look at things and they look at channel in a very different perspective than someone that does have that channel experience. Because if, if you're reporting into someone who's just got the direct experience, they might see the channel similar to their direct sales team in terms of hunters going in, 
finding the opportunities, closing them down. That's it. That's all you need, right? So their yeah. expectations on when channel is going to start bringing in revenue and all, all that can be very different than someone that has that experience and, and understands what you need to do to foster those relationships and, and engage the your, your partners because it doesn't the end game isn't just to bring partners on board that just just the beginning that is just the beginning so so figuring out how to how to keep those partners engaged or, or sometimes that's overlooked by some 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 those are or again some some leaders that just have that that direct experience yeah and that's that's always a big challenge we all work with sales leaders and sales reps who have not had that channel experience and many times they'll give it a go but they want almost instantaneous results and it's like yeah. hey that partner's been with us for three months. Where are, the, where are my leads? Why aren't they generating business for us? Or I, I, I brought them into two opportunities. They haven't brought me into anything, right? There's that, yeah. that instant gratification and, and maybe lack of understanding of the, the partner business and what it's like from the partner's perspective. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we, we, see that. We, we see that all the time with that sort of thing. Just the expectations are, are very, very skewed. So it's, it's important to have that, you know, being able to build that trust with your managers and, and be able to have that that open dialogue as well. What have you seen work on that front and maybe even working on you being on the receiving end of, of those conversations or what you've seen in, in your all bound clients who are facing those challenges? Are you seeing strategies that work in, in gaining support and buy-in? Yeah. I mean, I, I think what one of the most important things that we, we do at Allbound is we we help prep our, our, our key stakeholders or those heads of the channels to have those, those conversations. Because you and I both know that from a technology standpoint, channels is, is behind for direct and marketing. And I always, I always say like 25 years ago, because of the, all the inefficiencies happening, happening within sales, you start to see CRMs pop up, Salesforce right. and HubSpot. And then probably 10 years after that, you saw that because of the same inefficiencies that Marketing automation resources like HubSpot and Pardot started coming out of the, the woodwork. And, and it was years and years after that when, when technology for partnerships started becoming really, really popular. And PRM probably only last five to seven years is, is when mm-hmm. PRM's really been, been a household name, at least in the, in the channel. So a lot of our, the people that we're talking to in the channel have never bought technology before. So they, they're they're not really sure on how best to to do that and and how to how to bring that to the to the table. So for me personally, if you were gonna present to me something software or really anything like that, you, you really know how to you got to know how to frame it and, and sell the idea to me. So number one is just really identifying the ROI. I, I know it's pretty pretty simple and self-explanatory, but it, it's what is the issue? I think is is what. I like to be brought when, when people are bringing me something, what, what is the issue that we're trying to solve? And, and what is the impact on, on whatever that is, software, mm-hmm. et cetera. And almost more importantly, what is the impact of, of not do, doing this? Like, because the vast majority of the time, it's really easy just to stick with what you're doing, right? It's, it's comfortable, it's well known. So what's the impact for the company, for you know, the department, for me personally, of, of not doing that? So that, that's super important. The other really important thing to know is like, don't, don't try to just lead this yourself or, or be the champion. One person comes to me saying, hey, we have a need for X, Y, Z, and this is how we think to solve it. That's great. If 
you come in, someone on, on the channel side comes in with someone on the marketing side, someone on the direct side, someone on product and says, this is, this is the need and this is why. Like the likelihood that I'm going to approve that in a very quick manner is well beyond if just one individual. So how do you, how do you work collectively if there's an impact with, with your mm -hmm. colleagues uh, to, to try to sell that internally? And that's, that's really important as well. And I don't like getting bogged down with a bunch of PowerPoints or if they, they've received a 15 page PowerPoint from a sales rep. Like I'm, I don't like reading those. It bores me and it, it's not a good way to sell to me at all. I'm, I'm just, I don't know. I, I, maybe it's just an attention span issue that uh, I'm dealing with. And maybe it's just me personally, but I, I enjoy the stories. Like, can you tell me a story of a, of a company in a similar spot as us that a success story of, of what they're able to achieve with, mm -hmm. with this? So if you're able to, to talk in stories, and, and this is good for any, anyone out there, channel, direct sales, marketing, whatever. If you're a great storyteller, uh, and, and this isn't, I'm not saying tell, make up fables and, and, and stories that aren't accurate. <laughs> right. uh, this is not fictitious, yeah. but if you're able to tell really good stories and, and customer stories and tie that to, to features or behaviors or, or things like that, that puts you at a great, great advantage when you're selling to executives or, or selling in general. Mm hmm. Yeah, I, I, that's a great point. It seems like we're always struggling. I don't know why many companies I've worked in of while you have all these success stories, putting them together and creating yeah. great storylines that you can tell. I don't know why that's always such a challenge. I think most companies do a good job of coming up with reference accounts, reference customers, that type of thing. But incorporating the partner element of that story always seems to be a bit more challenging. I don't yeah. know why. Yeah, I don't. I don't know why that is as well. Maybe, maybe it's, maybe it's needing to foster better cross-departmental communication because that's in the channel more than anything else. That's critical as uh, to, to be as closely aligned as you can with, with marketing and, and the direct team. So winning, winning some, winning some, some friends at the marketing level to be able to, to help go after and produce these stories is, is critical. A lot of leaders come to me and one, one anecdote, I know I'm kind of going off, off topic here as I, I typically do, but some, some new leaders, I, I always find that you put a new leader in place and, and you give them a team. And, and sometimes they think that the most important, the relationships that they now have are, are those, those team members. And, and granted, your, your, your team is very important, but your most important number one connections right out of the gate of the new leader should be every other leader within cross-departmentally and, and you should be fostering those relationships and, mm -hmm. and, and working cross-departmentally to build strong foundational relationships with those. Because if you want to help your team out the most, those are the most important relationships right out of the gate that you can have are those cross-functional relationships. And, and sometimes I, I feel like the, it, it's the opposite where you're so focused on on your team, maybe you're not doing a, a good enough job of fostering those relationships or, or conversely, Maybe you're even creating some, some, some issues with that because you're trying to help support a, your team with adding spiffs, but you're, you're hurting marketing in one way or, or something similar to that. So I, I see that happening a, a good amount as well. Yeah, that's a good point. I think particularly in the partnering business, you can positively impact all of your counterparts or you could actually negatively impact them without knowing it. If you're not aligned, if you don't understand their goals, what they're trying to do on the company mission. So I think that's yeah. a, that's a really important point. That's definitely something I tried to do coming in at, at Beyond Trust as a new partner leader is understanding and getting to know the leaders of all the different departments, what they're trying to do, their perceptions of our partners yeah. and, and what we're trying to accomplish. That's, that's hugely important. That's like managing sideways. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and the other thing I, I see that that I think is, is critically critically important as well is that a lot of and, and sometimes this is because of, of not having the right data sources or, or technology, but it, it's important to focus obviously on the, the lagging indicators when it comes to growing your channel and how many partners do you have and and where are they contributing to the, the bottom line. But really, I, I see a clear opportunity in, in really understanding what are those leading indicators that equate to a good partner or or conversely, what are those leading indicators that, that tell you maybe a, one of your partners is, is not engaged right mm-hmm. out of the gate? Because so, so often I hear about it, especially on the enterprise, like you have a new partner, come on, maybe they go through an onboarding phase. And then six months later, you're looking at what, what they're bringing to the table. And maybe it's a six-month, nine-month sales cycle in some of the larger mm-hmm. enterprise. And then nine months to a year, you realize, oh, this this hasn't been a very engaged partner. They haven't done X, Y, and Z. And you're, you're so late to the game of, of trying to re-engage them at, at, that, at, at that point. So how, how do you start really understanding your partners, how engaged they are with, with you, with your brand, with your company? And so we have some, some great customer stories, but one is a company that we had that, that came to us with 100, 105, 110 partners, some, somewhere around there. But they started looking at their engagement metrics in our in our platform to see who is who's really engaged because they were they were spending essentially the same amount of time which mm-hmm. with, with every single one of their partners, and they start realizing that about half of their their partners aren't engaged with them whatsoever. So they're maybe they're they had a great great logo. Maybe they're just using their logo on the on a website. So they decide, hey, hey, Dave. Can I yeah. stop you a minute? You yeah. just to make sure everyone's clear. You talk about engagement metrics. What do we mean by that? And how do you measure it? Yeah, yeah, great question. So for us on Outbound, when I when we talk about engagement, like are are your partners looking at, at content? Are they engaging with content? Are they sharing on on social media? Are they going through onboarding? Are they taking the specific lessons? Obviously, the deal reg should is you can understand are are they registering deals right that sort of thing but it's it's really that that sort of engagement with webinars and and everything that that we're able to to track that that gives you some types of understanding of those lagging indicators and and are they engaged or not and and luckily with a something like us in a portal you you're able to to track all of that all the different ways that they're engaging via the portal could be deal reg, could be taking training, whatever it might yeah, be. Yeah, could be your new con. Yeah, you have new content that you you decide to post. How, how many people are are viewing that and, and engaging with that? Yeah. Uh, and and so that that kind of stuff is is really important. So going back to the story, they they realized about half of their customers aren't engaged at all with them. So they they decided, you know what, let's just kick half of them to the curb. Like focus, really focus on those ones we know are engaged. And yeah. spend double the amount of time we we usually were with them because now we now it's free and, and so from that they were able to over double their their channel revenue in in a year and, and also they were able to find exactly what are those 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 engaged partners doing that makes them engage and they were mm-hmm. kind of able to replicate and onboarding they were able to say also look and say hey our our partners are engaged with this content more than this content that we're putting out so hey marketing team let's let's focus on driving more of this content that we know are are getting the the views and the shares on on social media and and so that that's helped out a lot so they got the formula together and then they i think they're up to like 5 600 partners now 
uh, with that formula. But and, and it's a great story. I like sharing. It is a good story. And that engagement metric is a leading indicator is what you're saying, as opposed to looking at pipeline or sales, which are more lagging. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's one of the most important things to to look at. Like if you're looking at maybe account executives, you don't want to, if they have a six month sales cycle, just waiting two quarters down the road and say, oh, you hit your number, you didn't. But more importantly, are, are they doing the right things, whether it's having conversations or having meetings or doing outreach or what does that activity equate to? So I, I have a better understanding or anyone like this individual is doing the right things to be successful or they're not. And we need to intervene sooner than later because we know that they're on, on a track to, to miss their, their number, whether that be your partner engagement numbers or partner revenue numbers that the goals that you have, like the more data you can get earlier on, the faster you're able to maybe course correct and identify mm-hmm. those that if you have a new partner comes on board, maybe logs into your portal once and then doesn't take the onboarding. I want to know as soon as possible, within a week, within two weeks. So how can I get notified? Because this is this is a partner that might be immediately disengaged. So how, yeah. how can I re-engage? How can I just make a phone call or, or do whatever it takes to make sure that we're not losing that that partner? Because generally you're spending a lot of time trying to trying to identify the IPP, get the new partner on board. You know what? You want to keep that engaged. You want to make sure that 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 partner is engaged. You don't want to look six months down the down the line and be like, "Oop, this this partner doesn't seem very engaged. Hasn't done anything." <laughs> Too late. That's a re- that's a really important one. Certainly something I've got to look more at. We've got our own Power BI dashboards, partner dashboards, but we're looking at number of certifications, number yeah. of deals registered, pipeline, overall business, ACV, those types of things. Yeah, I don't I don't have a column that shows me engagement. Sounds like you yeah. need that. I, it would certainly help. It, it, yeah. it's, it gives you a lot of data and, and it will prevent a lot of partner churn. And, and we've seen that. We've seen that live. But and of course, I'm not saying that those those other metrics aren't important. Those are super important. But making sure that your the right activities are being done to get to those lagging lagging numbers and indicators and KPIs that you're trying to hit are, are super important. You know, a lot and, of good and, companies have really a, good partner plans for that. Are we working in with the right partners too, to your point and right. calling out the ones that have zero engagement? How, this may be a stupid question. How do you measure that? Cause it sounds like engagement is a percentage, like zero to a hundred percent engagement. Is that, is that how you think of it? No, I think it depends. Like every, every customer that we've worked with is very different, right? Okay. Like we, we work with customers that have three partners to thousands upon thousands of, of partners. So their specific KPIs are, are all very different. And, and maybe if you're a referral versus a, a reseller and doing some co-selling, like those metrics are, are going to be a little bit different yeah. as well. So I, I think it's important to get that, that baseline uh, in order and maybe whatever, whatever you're using to, to be a, a CRM or, or a portal like Allbound, get a baseline of what you, I think everyone should have a clear understanding of who their best partners are. So going in and seeing what are, what are the best part, partners that they have? What are they doing within like a partner, a portal or, or something like that? And, and being yeah. able to, to check that against what, what the other, what their other partners are, are doing. And then you can see maybe where those, those disconnects are, are popping up. Yeah. Well, I think that's tied directly to executive buy-in too, because the executives are going to ask, okay, we bought in on your strategy. We're investing in your strategy. Show me that it's working. And we want to show something other than just a revenue gauge of whether or not it's working. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, and having that transparency and, and having some sort of visibility is, is super important. When people are bringing me technology, I always ask, is there a, is there a way for me to have access to a portal just to get like the high level strategic data mm-hmm. that I need? Or is it, can it connect to my CRM and I, can I see it there? Or do I get updates via email or, or something like that? But I, that, that's important to me for every, every software that we're, you know, we're, we're evaluating is what, what sort of visibility do I have to, yeah. to see if things are in the right track as well. I love seeing that, that sort of data. Do you have any other examples or stories of maybe your own situation or customers of yours who are really facing a tough battle of getting buy-in and, and how they're able to overcome that? Yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, I think it, it, it just happens so, so often with, with the fact that it, it's sometimes a PRM is kind of a new tool. And like, I, like I said before, I don't think that there have been enough compared to other, other departments, again, like marketing or direct sales, there just mm-hmm. haven't been that proliferation of, of, of software yeah. available. So just arming individuals with as, as much information about specific ROI and, and stories. And, and that's why I think we were talking about this a little bit before as well. And I, I mentioned the story of our, our customer who whittled down their base by 50%, but having these these stories uh, available to be able to, to provide is really critical because you're, anytime you can also get a, a seat at the table it is great as well, because not every person is great at selling other solutions, especially, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes the expectation is, hey, I just did a, a demo or showed you this. And my expectation is for you to go to your boss and be able to sell it like like a, a sales rep or, or someone else just did, and and that right. that that doesn't make a lot a lot of sense. So how how do we how do we help that individual understand that it would be great if we were part of that that as well? If if this is something that makes a lot of sense for you, how how can I help? Or mm-hmm. asking questions when when you've done this before or made decisions like this before, how how has that looked? How has that decision making process? on so you you understand what what that's like and who the other stakeholders are and and, and things like that I, I think that's really important yeah and you're speaking from the experience of in your current role helping, oh, yeah. Yeah. helping customers get budget and buy-in to implement a prm in the first place which right. amazingly i don't do you have statistics of how many companies still don't have a a prm uh, way, way too many. It's um, way too many. <laughs> yeah, dude, I don't have great statistics on that. I, I know that just from the explosion of growth that that we've had, it, it's becoming more and more popular for for all those the all those points I, I mentioned before. But yeah, I mean, it it it's still a lot of companies are are relying, and we hear it all the time. And it, it's amazing, Rob, how many how many times we hear that six and seven figure channel programs are run on Gmail and Excel spreadsheets. Yeah. Uh, I was you talking would be to one, shocked. I was talking to one recently, Dave, and it was a big company. I won't say the name, but it was like, yeah. you, you're kidding me. You don't have a PRM. And it was like, yeah, it, yeah. it's amazing. It's mm-hmm. amazing. Um, yeah. But they're out there for sure. So they are, they are which is good. Good for us. Yeah. Well, you guys recently got a big investment. How does that change the game for you? Speaking of executive buy-in, yeah, I mean it's it, it's fantastic. So we we went through a, a process and, and talked to a lot of different growth equity firms and, and found a found a great one of Invictus. So they're they're just a, a bunch of individuals that are super smart and understand the channel space and, and the PRM space and 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 know the 
it's it's just going to get more and more popular. So yeah, it's it's definitely we're, we're we had our first board meeting recently, and I think it's going to help accelerate a lot of our a lot of our features that we we had in mind and adding adding certain things to the mix. So a lot of a lot of great things are, are going to come from from this investment that we're we're super stoked about. So. Is that going to put you in the boardroom now, looking for some board buy-in on on different initiatives? Yeah, it probably probably will. I'll be. I'm, I'm doing the same thing as I'm telling you. I've, I've got a CEO that I, I report to, Daniel, and I think yep. every everything that I've been saying is, is things I, I try to do as well and understand my CEO's situation and and what he's trying to achieve professionally and personally, and, and how I can how I can help him because yeah. at the end of the day, that's that's why I'm here. So. Yeah, I'm definitely everything I'm I'm talking about. I'm I'm trying to leverage my, myself to to uh, to get buy-in for for things that I I think are important to the business. Are you guys looking at putting together any type of partner ecosystem around Allbound with any types of agencies or or delivery partners or whatever? Yeah, I mean, I th- I think just about everything's on on the table. So, like like I mentioned, Rob, I, I think we're just beginning kind of the 2023 budgeting and, yeah. and going through planning. And so there, there's just so many different directions that, that we could go. So a lot of things that we're doing as well is it's not just executives confined in, in, in one room figuring out. So we're, we're talking to prospects, we're talking to customers and we're, we're trying to really figure out what, what's, what's the way to put together a, a feature set and a product roadmap that's going to be impactful for all of our all of our customers moving forward and, and all of our customers' partners. Because yeah. at the end of the day, PRM is kind of unique where our most of our users are, are not our customers, but are our customers' partners. So we want to yeah. make sure that experience is seamless as well. Yep, absolutely. On the personal front, how did you mm-hmm. get into sales? You you landed a cold calling job. Was that just kind of by accident or did you grow up yeah. saying, I, can't, I want to be a CRO when I, when no. I get older? <laughs> CRO was non-existent, and frankly, software SaaS was non-existent when I was when I was a youngster. So that was definitely not my uh, not my future intent. So when I graduated, I graduated from JMU up in Virginia, and loved it up there. But I was an Atlanta born and bred, so I, I was I get too cold in the winter. So I immediately came back to Atlanta with a marketing degree and zero idea what I wanted to do. So one of my friends that graduated from Washington and Lee, and another friend from Auburn. We were in the same boat, and and we ended up taking like server jobs at a at a sports bar, uh-huh. uh, and it was great because it was it got us out of got us out of the living with our parents, <laughs> and so I, I did that for a little while. Then they tapped me to manage it at the restaurant, so that was my first experience into into management, and did that for about three years, and really loved the management aspect, loved working with with people, loved kind of being a, a servient leader. And knew that's what I wanted to do, but knew I didn't want to do it in the restaurant industry. So one of the patrons ended up being a sales manager at a SaaS company called MFG.com. So they're bringing together buyers and suppliers of manufacturing. So, hey, you want to you want to start cold calling for us? I'm like, eh, why why not? So that got my start there and did that for six months, and then moved into a account management job, which was working with customers and mm-hmm. and support and renewing accounts, and then moved into sales, and then moved into sales at a company called Winmo and we experienced tremendous growth and I was able to take on ma- management roles there, help lead some some acquisitions that, that we had, open up office in New York and we had people in, in internationally and that all culminated to a sale of the private equity back in 2018. And 
had just so much fun kind of building and, and growing a small startup to to where we got with that company. I wanted to wanted to do it all all again and um uh, talking to talking to people and had a conversation with Daniel, got connected with him and we went on a on a Sunday stroll having having a conversation about what's what Allbound is, what PRM is and, and why it's kind of the next big, big thing. And I was immediately balled in. I, I felt the struggle from having to kind of run a referral business and trying to grow that. Mm-hmm. When I, it just immediately hit home of, of PRM being such a, a vital tool and something I, I could have utilized yeah. at my last role. So yeah, so I started three years ago and it's been, it's been unbelievable. Such a great time. Just You've been three years with Allbound now? Three years in November. Yeah, up excellent. Online. Yeah, fantastic. Well, it's, Dave, a, it's never a straight line. It's always, uh, no. always up and down to take it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Most of us, our careers are not anything close to a straight line. Yeah, a lot of zigzags and uh, curveballs. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. For me, it's a lot of hooks and slices. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bring it all back to the golf reference, right? Back to the golf, yeah, yeah. Which that I, there's a reason I stick to bike riding. <laughs> yeah, Dave. Any last thoughts and comments for the the guests, the audience on buy-in and or just anything in general? No, I mean I, I think going back to kind of where we started is the managing up and and really getting getting to know your boss and how they communicate and what what they're trying to accomplish and and having having that kind of working relationship. Not only does that help the executive buy-in, but that'll, that'll help your relationship and help you from a, a career pathing standpoint. So yeah. if anyone takes anything from that, I, I think that's, that's a really important thing. To I think that's great advice because we all get so inundated with just our daily work, but you do Absolutely. have to invest that time upwards and sideways as well as you had mentioned. That's right. All right. Fantastic. Dave, thanks a lot for joining us. Rob, thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Thanks for listening to Channel Journeys. For show notes and other Channel Journey podcasts, visit channeljourneys.com. If you liked today's show, please forward it to your channel friends and be sure to tune in for Rob's next channel adventure. Hey guys, you may have noticed a slightly different sequence in today's show. I'm trying out a new editing process that allows me to get the audio and transcript completed before I record the show's intro and outro. Let's see if it works. I hope you like it. We hit another big milestone this week, 75,000 downloads of the Channel Journeys podcast. We may just break 100,000 this year, especially if you'll share Channel Journeys with all your channel friends. Thank you, Dave, for coming on the show. Great advice on gaining executive sponsorship that we can use in a wide variety of situations. Thank you for listening today, and thanks again to our sponsor, Allbound. I've spoken with Allbound customers, and I can see why they have the best-in-class reviews for user experience, ease of use, and customer support. If you're looking for an easier way to manage your partner ecosystem, be sure to check them out at allbound.com. For today's show notes, just go to channeljourneys.com slash CJ97. You can subscribe to the show while you're there. And if you enjoyed today's show, please take a few minutes and leave a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform. That will really help grow the show. Join me next episode for more great partnering tips. Until then, have an awesome channel journey.